Senior Smarts here on K-Wayne 106 is brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our full continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. So we have Dr. Eric Trias, and he's here to help with show number five of the five pillars. Dr. Eric is reputable, and everything he says is backed up by research. He's newly retired, a former clinic physician manager, and also a former professor of family practice. So 39 years as a practicing physician. He's here free of charge, wanting to help as many people as possible. The five pillars, nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress management, relationships, are the foundations to being healthy. They're cheap, they're effective, but you need to do the work. These shows can be listened to again and again on the K-Wing Senior Smarts podcast. So with that, we want to launch right into the show. Dr. Eric, welcome back. We're so thank thrilled you. to have you. Yes, thank you very much. I uh, want to go into uh, one of the things that is the most, I think, hardest to understand, the microbiome. And I, I know I've talked about that in uh, previous shows, but the question is what makes it bad and what makes it good? Just for a quick refresher, the microbiome is the bacteria and material in our intestines. And again, it took me six months to put my head around this of reading and reading books and articles. And, and it's the real deal. There's many different uh, uh, proofs to this that it truly is an entity that we need to uh, uh, take care of and understand. The bad microbiomes refers to bad bacteria that produce chemicals that will interact with the colon wall, causing it to actually physically deform on electromicrographs. They can show that the what normally was a nice cell is now deformed, as well as the matrix that holds the cell together is altered, so that you have a physical passage of bad chemicals through the colon wall. And remember, the colon wall is only one cell thick. That's stunning. Yeah. One cell between what's in your contents of your intestines and colon and inside your body. So you want that layer to be healthy and protective. The good news, it replaces itself roughly every three to seven days. So there's good turnover. But if you continue to have an onslaught of what we're going to talk about, nutrition, stuff that goes in your mouth that will disturb the microbiome, you will continue to have this thing called leaky gut. And leaky gut is the term used, or intestinal permeability, different terms for it, is the term that describes the flawed walls of the intestines. If I can interject here for a second, what I'm thinking of that I've been hearing over the past however many years, four or five years, is the whole idea of if and when it's possible to eat real food, we should eat real food. And that part is as simple as looking on the, the labels of the food that we're getting. And if it says these names of chemicals and stuff, obviously you're replacing real food with chemicals. So if you're thinking about your, your gut being only one cell thick, do you want to put chemicals in there which can disrupt your whole body? Or do you want food in there that your body knows how to process. That's very well put. It's been uh, termed food is medicine. It's information. It's information that each cell takes, makes different uh, chemicals that get incorporated in your cell walls or makes your hormones. Uh, but you're exactly right. 
you want whole foods. In fact, you mentioned something about reading labels and stuff. And yes, if you essentially what comes in a bag or a box is a processed food. Processing in itself has, is a topic of conversation. Processing alters the food. In fact, when you look at patents on food additives, there's over 12,000 food additives or food substances, not food, but additives to our food that makes it last longer, look a better color, do different things for us that is it necessary? I guess it is to stand on your shelf for 12 years at a time. Mm-hmm. But my recommendation is go to the periphery of your grocery stores. Go to Whole Foods, and Whole Foods make a difference. If you just like orange juice as an example, I know we're going to talk about beverages in the next episode or two. Oranges, oranges is different than orange juice. Orange juice, you compress and you lose the fiber, you lose a lot of the nutrients. In fact, the most nutritious part of an orange is that kind of gummy, slight yellowish color when you first peel it and you try to scrape that stuff off because it's very bitter. That's all antioxidants. Really? That That does not get put into your orange juice. And it takes four oranges to make one four ounce to six ounce glass of oranges. And it's loaded with sugar. Not only when I say sugar, it's not only the glucose, which you may have heard about, but sugar, fruit sugar is both, it's it's called a disaccharide, or it's part glucose, part fructose. And fructose we'll talk about in a little bit too. Fructose is not good for us. It actually has more in, uh, uh, ability to cause diabetes type 2 or cause changes in your liver that is called lipogenesis, which causes fat production in your liver. So we do not want that. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's important to stay on the periphery of your grocery store to buy whole vegetables, whole uh, grains, and dairy products, that are organic. Essentially, organic is one of the things I wanted to talk about when it comes to how do you heal or what is part of improving your microbiome. When you say um, those words with the O's sound, like fructose and the other one, does that always mean a sugar? Is that a type of a sugar? Yes. So you're saying the orange juice is made up of two types of sugars? Yes, yes. A sugar that in the body breaks down to two types of sugars, yes. Okay. Absolutely. As well as table sugar is the same thing. It's, uh, it's, it's a compound of two different sugars. So in a bit, we're going to also talk about carbohydrates in general. So uh, I don't want to stay on this topic too long because we're going to cover it a little later. But yes, whole foods is absolutely. And if you go to a label and read it, if you can't pronounce the word, it isn't good for you. So really, to, to be able to tell what you're future health may be, is you could look in your grocery cart and just yes. say, are these real foods Absolutely. That, that, that you're looking at? Absolutely. Food and is medicine. A- it can be bad and it can be good. So what happens is that if you get exposed to certain chemicals or bad foods in your gut, in other words, this microbiome alters. So you have a disproportionate amount of bad bacteria growing that elicit chemicals that harm you. So what does it take? Why is there bad microbiome? There's a, there's a, a list that I'm just going to kind of hit. Number one, and we talked about this earlier in a previous about uh, antibiotics. And I, we heard from a gentleman that called in that dairy products 
I mentioned dairy products. Well, it's the antibiotics in the dairy products. Dairy products is a real bone of contention with the medical community of is it good or is it bad, and we can maybe talk about that later, but I'm talking about the antibiotics that go into the dairy, and yes, it it makes your animals healthier or at least longer living and more producing, but it's not healthy. Same with hormones. Hormones are added to, to our foods. Uh, chickens have a lot of hormones. So you really want to get organic food. And I never was a believer in organic food, but I really am now. The chemicals, the hormones, the uh, antibiotics that are added go into our microbiome and disturb the good bacteria. And if the good go down, the bad goes up. So you have this bad ratio uh, that I refer to as the bad microbiome. Other things that do that that kind of goes along with antibiotics is pesticides, fungicides, and herbicides. Because really, that's the same thing. They're just attacking a different type of cell. So they're all working in the same manner. They disrupt the normal function of those cells. So those are also bad news. Like you've heard of uh, the whole Monsanto uh, Roundup, and I mentioned that because that is in the media. Um, but the, the active ingredient there is glyphosate. And glyphosate is in many different products, not just Roundup. Uh, Roundup is getting the, the first face slap on this because it's what's most prevalent out there. So, And, and that does many things to it. It, it, it. The World Health Organization has deemed it a probable carcinogen. And there's lawsuits in a immune type of cancer called a lymphoma that they relate to increased Roundup use. And it's proportional. The, the more Roundup you use, the more disease you have, so to speak, including liver disease. So it's just not a good thing. And, you know, I, I admit I used it in the past. I've got a, a larger yard and I want it to look good. And, and it's that whole lament of you want grass to grow where you want it and you don't want it where you don't want it. And mm-hmm, you got to use mm-hmm. chemicals to get it there. Uh, so we've gone to more natural products. This is an interesting one we've been using that has uh, acetic acid or vinegar with a little bit of uh, soap suds, like a, uh, I'm not going to use names, but a, mm-hmm, a dish mm-hmm. soap, as well as some salt. And you spray that in, it actually works pretty darn good. Oh. And so it's more, you know, we've got to take care of our planet. Things are going awry. And a great example of that, people say, well, is climate change real? And I'm not going to go into that. But when you look at what happened to our eagles, we have many eagles around here. Mm-hmm. It was determined back in the 60s and 70s that it was related to a pesticide use. That pesticide was banned, and our eagles now are flourishing. So it, it, the world isn't too big to be affected by things. And our eagles are a great example of it. Our, our own Mississippi here is deemed to be 70 times more healthy than it was in the 1970s because of measures that we've taken to clean things up. Excellent. Just like our body. We and have we should to clean be pr- our body. Right, right. So, uh, Debbie, I want to pop in here. Yeah. About two minutes left for this edition of the show. We can always, you know, go for another couple of minutes and then we'll resume on next week's show. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to introduce a couple more things that harms our microbiome because that'll lead into our next talk. So there are caustic foods. Foods just by their nature cause a problem. And the big one is carbohydrates. And carbohydrates, sugars, they're all kind of in the same encatchment. Carbohydrates are the food of the bad bacteria. They make a bad microbiome in and of themselves. And I know our whole diet is based on carbs, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit in the next show, but carbohydrates 
it's a, it's a topic that uh, everybody should hear because it's killing us. Okay. Um, so just to recap from this show, as far as what we need to understand, just the, the most basic line of thinking for me is the food that we're putting in our mouths, that's what's telling our body if we're going to be healthy or not. So if there's something that is real food as opposed to something loaded with chemicals, you need to steer towards the real food. And if there's something that has chemicals or no chemicals, you want to make sure that you steer away from the chemicals because your body knows how to process that, and that is something that's going to help you rather than hurt you. And we'll come back next week and talk about carbs. So thank you for being with us today, Dr. Eric, and we'll see you soon. With that, St. Crispin is changing aging in Red Wing. All right. Thank you much, Debbie. And that is it for this week's edition of Senior Smarts here on Classic Hits K-Wing 106, brought to you by St. Crispin Living Community in Red Wing with our full continuum of care, including our renowned short-term rehab services. We'll see you again next week.